Welcome to another episode of the podcast. <laughs> we are going to talk about OPS tonight. Um, you know, this is going to be um, this is going to be a follow up. So, we did episode one hundred and eight where we talked about the system, right? And we explained to you how it worked, and we gave you the why, why, <laughs> excuse me, why we have used OPS since two thousand nine. Tonight, we're going to talk about a little more in-depth of how you take your sample, when you take your sample, the maintenance schedule, um, how to read the sample, that kind of stuff. So that's what this episode is going to be about. We'll take your questions as we go along. Um, anything to catch up on from this week? Is that a question for me? Yeah. <clears throat> no, I don't think so. Um, I, I did wait. a... I did an interview with the uh, Pro Miles podcast. They just started it. They've got a few episodes out. Pretty interesting people. Um, they've been into IFTA and fuel reporting and navigation and uh, uh, back in the day helping people get their authorities. Uh, pretty cool guy. Um, it was a fun conversation. It'll probably be out in a week or so. Uh, we had a good we had a good talk. Um, we, uh, well, we had some excitement. Had one of our trucks get run over in a truck stop. That was a first. Um, says Larry's mic's real hot, which I was kind of noticing. It's kind of burning me up a little bit. But I just pulled it away. Is that better? Yeah, it's probably better. You're probably okay. close. Um, Listen, you take that in that comment right there and say Larry's mic is real hot. Just leave out the word mic. <laughs> Easy now. Um. You know, in all my in all my years of driving, uh, I, I don't think I've ever been hit in a truck stop. I got backed into from the back, like trailer to trailer, one time, and that that was a hell of a wake up call. But uh, one of our guys got his headlight ripped out, and so that was an exciting two o'clock in the morning phone call. But we got that resolved pretty quick, so that was that was a good deal. So truck's not going to be down, but. Uh, Really, a few days, really, you know. So, uh, could be worse. I saw a guy at the TA the other day. Somebody got his whole front end. I mean, they took out the charge air cooler, took out the radiator, grill, headlights. I mean, I just where I used to park at that TA at exit four in Indianapolis. That's where I parked all day, uh, a couple of days a week. <clears throat> and I woke up one, you know, I drove at night, remember? So I woke up one afternoon to go get ready to do my day, get my day started. And somebody had backed somebody somebody had backed into the front of well a Peterbilt, three seventy nine with all the chrome you know mm. and and the and the guy was he was just it was pitiful he was just crying he he laid it all out on the on the on the parking lot <laughs> the way it would look if it were back up there he had it all yeah. reconstructed on the parking lot <laughs> taking pictures of it tears coming down his eyes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it can be devastating, you know, I mean, it's, as we all know, uh, that trip to the body shop is never a quick one, you know? And, uh, so, you know, the first, I was thinking today that I backed into a guy, I probably haven't been driving a month and there used to be little tiny truck stop off of exit three, I 70 in Maryland, Hancock truck plaza. 
and it was pouring rain, and I was trying to blindside, and I finally gave up, so I just pulled off. Well, I didn't realize that I had backed into a bull hauler, of all people, but I had mm-hmm. no idea, you know? Yeah. So I pull around, I finally found a place to park, and I go inside, and I tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and I look down, you know, because he's about five foot six, got that cowboy <laughs> hat and that western button-up shirt. Hey, you driving that eight, that whatever he truck out there? Yeah. You just backed into my truck. I'm like, oh, shit. And I went out there. I put a little scratch about that long on his fender of his 379 Peterbilt and knocked the oil cap off. But he was a pretty understanding guy. He's like, listen, son, if this is the worst that ever happened to you, you'll be all right. So, yeah. but well, uh, we, we had a little talk with our driver about parking in the last in the row too. So, yeah, uh, that's always, I good. would never do that. I mean, I, I, I heard everybody talking about it and we my, I think my trainer pretty much ingrained it in me that that's not where you want to be that, that last spot. So fortunately for me, it didn't matter. Listen, when I parked, I had the whole parking lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, cause it's eight or nine o'clock in the morning. All you guys are out working. So I didn't have any problem with that. I could park where the hell I want to. So <laughs> the problem with me though, is I'd find a place I like, and then it wouldn't be 30 minutes and some damn reefer would pull in next to me, you know, and sit there, you know, I'm like, dude, there's, there's, there's five acres out here and mm-hmm. you had to park next to me, you know, anyway. Yeah. So, um, well, the, uh, to get back on the topic here, um, you know, the, one of the, one of the first, well, the first three things I ever did when I bought my truck for, for, for fuel mileage modification was I bought the Pittsburgh power muffler, the fleet air filter and the OPS. Now I was going to start out tonight saying I, the OPS was the first thing I did, but that's not true because it took me a long time to find somebody to install it. As a matter of fact, I had to take, I had to get two people to install it because it was the, the, um, place I went to, to get it, to get it installed. They broke 15 drill bits <laughs> drilling through the frame. Mm-hmm. And so I figured well, I, I, they, I, they got the bracket mounted and I had to go, I had to leave. Okay. So I ended up carrying the, the unit around with me in the truck for a couple of weeks before I could find another place to, you know, to actually get it put on. So it was the third thing I did. Um, but it, th- these are the products that started my rep- my, um, relationship with Bruce and Pittsburgh power way back in 2009. And, um, so, th- you know, this was, this were, these are the things that I did. Um, and of course, like we know, I mean, everything I, I learned, I learned from the guys who go into the CMC and the networking that we had there. But, um, but anyway, this is one of the ones that we recommend to, for everybody. It doesn't matter what kind of truck you drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all we're doing here is improving the filtration of your oil. That's one of the, the things we're doing. But the other thing is we also have a, a, a program here where the, uh, the, the, the process of sampling the oil and the, the maintenance intervals gives you a good uh, way of knowing uh, what the condition of your engine is. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we've saved a lot of motors here. Um, because we knew that we had a problem long before the problem became catastrophic. And so, um, and that's, that's the benefit. Of course, you know, the, uh, the, um, um, poster child of this, of this whole program is of course my green truck that we call Metro or, um, 
we we have other names for it, but um, but the truck that had 1.8 million miles on it when we took it off the road, and in those 1.8 million miles, it only had the oil change four times. So that's that's the that's the poster child. That's actually what why we got contacted from Pittsburgh Power uh, to be uh, to, to to sponsor the podcast was that they knew that that was the truck that I was talking about. So, um, I remember the guy in the shop going, Oh yeah, that, that you, you, that's, that Mercedes was yours. <laughs> like, yeah, still is. Um, well, one, one thing, <clears throat> you know, the, you, you'll have the conversation or the debate about extended drains, um, and people get real funny about it, but take that and set it to the side for a second. Just doing the oil samples gives you information from inside your engine that you're not going to get any other way. So even aside from the filtration benefits and the ability to do extended drains, the ability, the ease and the convenience of being able to push that little button on the side of that uh, filter head and pull that sample every 25,000 miles and find out what's going on inside your engines priceless, you know, yeah. because it will save you from, uh, or can save you from catastrophic failure. Um, and you know, we've seen it, you know, oil fuel dilution and coolant intrusion and all kinds of stuff that you'll just, you're just not going to know. Um, and, and we're sending it to a high quality lab. We're not using the bench top machine at the speed co we're sending it to a real lab with people in lab coats and science and calculators and pocket protectors, you know, nerds, and nerds. nerds. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're going into the parts per million. Yeah. Uh, so, well, we, 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 we have a friend that just called us this week that had, I had, had a new, had new injectors put in his truck. Um, and, uh, he was, he's one of our OPS customers. So he did an oil sample and it came back and he still had, well, matter of fact, the fuel intrusion doubled mm -hmm. after he put the injectors in. He was asking me, I said, dude, I, I can tell you exactly what the, what it is. You know, you've got a streaming injector, you know, you've, you've, you've likely got a bad injector or you've got a bad install because we know who did it. <laughs> um, yeah. so I said, you know, it's one or the other, it's an injector problem. And sure enough, he took it back and they tested and three of the injectors out of the six were bad and were streaming. So it, it doubled. Now, had he not sampled his oil and he wouldn't have sampled his oil if he weren't an OPS customer, he'd have been driving that truck around with three injectors streaming. You know, how long would it take to get a high enough fuel uh, intrusion in that, in that uh, oil to, to blow that motor up, you know? Mm -hmm. So and, it's not. And the truck was running fine. He, yeah. he put a six pack in it because it wasn't running well. So they put the six injectors. Well, hey, now it's running great. And I, that's why I asked him when, you know, he was like, well, it's run fine. You know, I said, was your fuel mileage okay? Yeah, fuel mileage is fine. Well, three bad injectors, you know, that over time, if left alone at that rate of uh, fuel dilution, uh, will cook the bearings and, and ruin that motor. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and if it doesn't blow up first. So you can right. only get so much fuel dilution in that engine and then the, the heat of the motor and the combustion are going to blow it up. So it's yep. just a matter of when the oil gets, gets volatile enough to explode. So, well, anyway, we had, we, we, you know, we, we sell, we sell OPSs, you know, we're, we're a distributor and, and we had, uh, we, we feel like we've got people that are buying the product because we promote it and they, they, they buy it for the benefit 
of the of the filtration, but we're we're not sure that they're taking it. And we even know because we've asked some of them. We've got some mentoring clients that are using OPS, and and uh, some of those guys aren't fully utilizing all the capabilities. So that's why we thought we would have this uh, this further discussion about it. You know, after you put it on there and and start using it, what what do you do next? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. But for those of you that are listening or watching and you haven't seen the OPS demonstration or the OPS explanation, we're going to kind of go through it, hit the high spots. We're not going to do the entire, you can go back to 108 and get it in depth, but we're going to hit the high spots and just so, so that if you, if you don't know what it is, you can at least get something out of this hour without knowing what the hell these guys talking about, you know? So I watch our shorts and guys all the time going, what, what is an OBS? You know, <laughs> what are you talking about? What is that? You know, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what it is a little bit. And, uh, and then we'll talk about what it does and all the benefits. And, and, and there's really, there's layers of benefits and there's really three or four major benefits for doing it. So, uh, so anyway, I'm, and we're going to, I've got, I've got the slides from 108. We're going to hit on a couple and we're not going to go through all of them. We're going to hit on a couple of them just so that you uh, can kind of follow along if you're watching. If you're listening, we'll, we'll, we'll verbalize everything so you won't be uh, left in the dark. I guess we should start the podcast out with our sponsor. I mean, Pittsburgh Power is our primary sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, when I bought the OPS, the OPS was a standalone company. Now, Pittsburgh Power has bought OPS in the last year or so, so now they, it is their product. They own it, but at, uh, at one time, uh, you know, it was not. Um, uh, but, uh, the, um, you know, the, the OPS is manufactured and, 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 um, and, and inventoried and all that sort of stuff at Pittsburgh power. And so if you, uh, if after listening to this night, if you decide that you want to take advantage of this product, um, you can go to our website and order it and it's shipped the next day. Uh, usually it's shipped overnight. So you have it within a day or two anyway. And, um, so, Let's uh, let's start out in case people don't know what it looks like. <clears throat> um, uh, Chris, I'm, how do I make this? Here we go. Let's do this. There we go. So that's what the unit looks like if you're wa- if you're watching. It's a, it's basically a filter head. This black part up here is a filter head that mounts to the frame, uh, and in that filter head is a heated uh, chamber. And, um, so there's, uh, you have to have, um, a power source to go into this because that, uh, that, 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 that heated chain chamber that, that, uh, evaporates the liquid contaminants is housed in that black, uh, top section. And of course that bottom section is just a big 10 inch spin on filter. Uh, and we'll talk about what's different about that as we go along. So, um, we'll, we'll touch on, you know, how it works and how we use it and what's it cost and, should you do it or not and, and how to, how to find one. <clears throat> so OPS stands for oil purification system. This system is called echo pure and it is basically just an onboard refining system. You know, a lot of people are surprised when they find out that the oil that they drain out of their, out of their motors that goes into the ground, it's not disposed of. I mean, it's, it is disposed of, but it's not thrown away. Uh, a, ref, a, a refining company comes by and buys that and they use it for a couple of things. Some of them use it for heating oil, but a lot of the, the people refine that and sell it as private label oil. When you go in the truck shop and you're buying, 
you know, or, or, at a, or, or and even, even at, at, a, at a gas station for your car, those private label oil, that's what that is. It's remanufactured, refined, reprocessed uh, oil that has been used before. So uh, you're just doing it yourself. You're doing it on the truck as you go along. And, um, and, and it's, um, you're, you're, you're just, you're just, you're just doing it yourself. It's a, a drop in the oil and throwing it away and having somebody else do it. The truck that we're talking about is a 2007 Columbia with a Mercedes motor. Uh, I bought the truck in 09, uh, put the OPS on it at that time. At the time it had just under 300,000 miles on it. Um, we put a total of 1.85 million miles on that truck. And then the time that we put those miles on there, or I put those miles on there, I changed the oil four times. So you're not reading that wrong. It's had four oil changes. So um, we'll go on and talk about that as we go along here. Um, the, that 10-inch filter, uh, now you see three different sizes there because an OPS can be used on a, on a lawnmower or your pickup truck or whatever. So depending on um, the length of time you want to do the oil sampling, the 10 inch is the biggest filter in a diesel truck where you've got 11 gallons of oil, that filter, filter uh, surface gives you 25,000 miles between uh, filter changes. That's why we use it. Um, now the difference between this spin on filter and, um, and one that you might, uh, th that you might have now is that it, uh, it removes the, um, the, all, I mean, particles down to three microns. Uh, a lot of uh, filters only um, only take the um, the uh, filtration like in the fifty micron range, forty or fifty. It's very common. So we're 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 taking it down to a very 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 small uh, filtration, and and we can do that because we're not putting all the oil through it at the same time. With it being a bypass filtration we're only taking a little bit at a time and filtered down to three microns because if we took it all at one time like your full flow filters do you wouldn't have any oil pressure so that would be the that would be a huge problem so um by doing it as a as a separate a secondary filtration uh we can filter it down and and get most all the solids out with uh the spin on filter now i said earlier that the um that the um um the, the liquid contaminants, think condensation and, 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 and if you have an intrusion, you know, a fuel or, or coolant, those are evaporated out through that top of that uh, unit. Um, and, and so we're doing double filtration here. We're taking the liquids out and then we're also taking the solids out. So now we're putting the oil back in the engine, completely processed and clean. Uh, and in the course of a day, uh, all 11 gallons get run through this system. So every morning you're starting out with, uh, you know, with clean oil. Uh, so there's never a, a time when you've got dirty oil in that engine. So we had a question that just works out really, really good right here. And that is that, do you think the OPS was the main contributing factor in having that Mercedes run to 1.8 million miles? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's no other, I mean, we, I, I've talked to lots of people who have, uh, Mercedes trucks. I've talked to lots of mechanics who work on them. The average, um, mileage uh, between, uh, for, for an in-frame 
on a Mercedes engine is between six and 800,000 miles. Um, we got three times that. And there's, uh, there's no way you can convince me that it anything other than, than, well, yeah, there, I mean, this is the primary thing. I took care of my stuff. And so I, you know, I didn't, I didn't abuse it. I, I got really good fuel mileage in the truck because I didn't abuse it. But the only thing you could really say that that's the difference between mine and anybody else's, uh, is that, uh, it, it, it started every day, uh, from 300,000 miles to 1.8 million with clean oil every day. Now we're not going to talk about the fast and light cause that's a different product, but it also had a fuel air separator system in the fuel system because besides, besides not changing the oil very many times, it never had the injectors changed, it had the same injectors in it today. It was born with. And, um, and those have 1.8 million miles on the original injectors. So I have to think that the fast system, which is kind of the OPS equivalent uh, in the fuel system, uh, is, is a reason for that. So, but that, that is definitely my, um, uh, answer to your question, Evan, <clears throat> no question about it. So let's, um, let's move on to another slide. Talked about if, if your if your primary filters, uh, tried to filter down to three microns, uh, you wouldn't have any oil pressure. So that's why you can't do it with, with the full flow system. Now, a lot of newer trucks now have, um, uh, 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 secondary oil, uh, oil, uh, filtration on them. Uh, that's why you're, they're extending the drains now to 50,000 miles and up. So, um, the, um, you know, it's doing the same thing. They're just doing it for you. Um, but still that's one thing. But if you're doing that and you're not doing the sampling program, you're still missing way over half the benefit of doing it. And I don't know of anybody that's 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 got an onboard uh, bypass system that that's sampling there. Well, I don't I can't say anybody, but I, I, you don't meet very many people that are doing it. So anyway, we'll. Um, <clears throat> what makes the OPS better? Well, there's other ones out there, but OPS is the only one that does the liquid um, evaporation. So that's why we choose to do it. <clears throat> Dual filtration, the solids trapped in the three micron spin on filter, the liquid contaminants are evaporated in the heated chamber. So in the course of a day, all 11 gallons are, are filtered through these two filters. And so that every day you start over again with clean oil. When you start the motor up in the morning, it's just like it was, um, uh, you know, just like it was clean. Uh, so just think about if you change your oil every day. I mean, you, all these guys, that get super excited because I change my oil every 12,000 miles or 15,000 miles and throw all that oil and all that money down the drain. You're getting the same benefit here without doing that, without throwing the money away. You know me, it's all about the money, right? So the benefit number one is your oil is always clean and fresh, always. Uh, you're, you're never going to have any contamination or any dirt uh, in your oil because it's cleaned every day. So that, that's the big, big benefit. And we'll, we'll talk about a, a extended benefit of that at the, at the, at the end. Um, now extended drains, we'll talk about that. Uh, this is, this was controversial back in 2009. It's not so much now because, uh, even the manufacturers are, are suggesting, uh, extended drains, you know, because their filtration has gotten much better. But the thing about filtration is this, okay. Somewhere along the way, somebody decided that oil needed to be changed at certain intervals. Um, now, we don't, I mean, we can kind of imagine who that is and what their interests were 
as why they would recommend that. Uh, you know, they wouldn't be in the, in the business of selling oil or maybe selling uh, repairs, would they? Uh, so, so they decided that it would be best if you changed your oil every fill in the blank, 12,000, 15,000, whatever the, uh, whatever the interval was. Um, I know you talk a lot of guys that, that, that the more they change it, the better they think they're, they're, you know, they're doing for their truck. And, and, and in fact they are, but the problem with it is nobody takes the, 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 uh, time to sample what came out. Uh, we're th- you're throwing all the evidence of whatever's wrong with your motor down the drain. Uh, not looking at it. So uh, the, the part of this program that's, that's critical is uh, at the extended drain level, whatever you choose, we choose 25,000 because we know for a fact that that spin on filter will filter up to 25,000 miles but, and, and, and still be effective. But at that time, we change that filter, we pull uh, an oil sample and we send the sample to the lab. That's the critical part here. That's the second big benefit here because now you know what your, uh, what your engine uh, is look, what, what it's looking like. Uh, we're measuring things in parts per million, you know. So uh, if you've got, if you've got um, uh, coolant, you've got fuel, you've got soot, you've got uh, water, um, you've got bearing wear, you know, you've got your, your, you're showing up with lead and copper and, and, and iron and stuff in your, in your motor at higher parts per million than are supposed to be there, you know that you've got something going on. Now, you, it may take a little detective work to figure out what, but at least you know something's going on. You know because you got the lab sample. It's, it's, in, it's in black and white in front of you. Um, it, and, and now you can take um, whatever measures you need to correct that. Um, and if, if, if the oil is damaged to, to the extent that it's no longer doing its job, then you know, to, to, to change the oil. But if it's not, if the sample comes back perfectly fine, there's no reason to throw that oil away and start over again. If, if the, you know, oil has been in the ground a long time. All right. Uh, it doesn't get bad just because all of a sudden you decide to put it in a truck and drive 15,000 miles. So now there's some things from components about it that do wear out. But we can we can fix that. We can we can uh, replenish those without throwing eleven gallon oil, gallons of oil away. Um, one of the other big advantages that we have is because since we don't throw oil away, we can afford to use a higher quality oil. You know, we use only full synthetic. Uh, we we particularly use Shell, Shell Rotella T six, but that's not doesn't really matter. But um, the, there's distinct advantages in using full synthetic oil, all major luxury cars, you know, all performance cars, you know, suggest that you use full synthetic oil. So obviously there's an engineering, um, um, uh, uh, reason, uh, for, uh, them recommending that, um, guys don't use it in trucks because it's $50 a gallon and you're going to throw it away over 15, 20,000 miles. It just doesn't make any sense. But if you're not going to throw that all away, now all of a sudden you can afford to put that oil in there because you're not going to throw it away. And now you get the added benefit of having a better oil in your truck, uh, better for the motor, easier starts in cold weather, uh, better fuel mileage, all the things that, that come with, uh, using full synthetic oil. So, um, this is again, another, um, another statement of what we did. Um, 
We had an 07 Columbia that has 1.85 million miles on the original engine, no end frame. And uh, the OPS was installed when it had about 300,000 miles. The filter was changed every 25,000 miles and the lab sample was taken. Now, here's what I want you to listen to. Never did the lab report come back and tell me that the oil needed to be changed. Never. That changed it over the years for those four times just to try a different oil. Because again, I'm, we're part of this part of this network team where we were trying to find best practices and, you know, some, you know, how people are about oil. So like Ford and Chevy or blue and red, you know, well, this oil is better, that oil is better. So we tried the different oils and, um, you know, I, number one, there's, there is no difference. I mean, oil is oil. Um, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't find any, any measurable difference between any brand of oil. Now it certainly could between viscosities, but that was just part of the, um, a part of our uh, experimental process was to try different lubricants. So that's why I changed the oil in those four times. I, and and I, my oil never came back needing to be changed. Now, again, I'm, I, I took very good care of the truck. I had a fast system. So, you know, the injectors um, never streamed, you know, I'm still in the truck. So, so that's the big benefit here is that uh, going back to Evan's uh, question uh, by keeping the oil clean, I mean, every morning you wake up, you've got clean oil. Um, you tend to get a lot more mileage out of the, out of the components because you're not running them dirty. You know, here's the thing about these arbitrary change your oil at 15,000 miles. So what if it, what if the oil did get contaminated at 10,000 miles? So now you're running it dirty for 5,000 miles and don't even know it and dealing with whatever damage it's doing to your motor. Okay. That's the beauty of the lab sample is it tells you without any question, the peace of mind that comes with, you know, like going to the doctor and, and getting a checkup and you go, dude, everything's good. All your tests came back good. It's the same thing for your truck, you know, peace of mind knowing that you don't have anything going on that you don't know about um, because we're measuring everything in that oil down to parts per million. So that's a pretty good, um, um, a pretty good, um, uh, whatever story right there. So now the, the, uh, another big thing, and of course, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I've, I've been told that I don't think it's a compliment, but from most people, but, um, here's, let's talk it's about absolutely the, a compliment. Let's talk about the numbers here. Okay. Cause numbers do matter. Okay. Um, the normal truck owner, and again, again, remember, I did this in 2009, so this, these numbers have probably changed a little bit because people are not changing their oil as often now because they don't have to. You know, newer trucks because they've got some uh, uh, bypass filtration in, involved. But back in the day, 15,000 was the big number. Everybody changed their oil at about 15,000 miles. Some did it at 12, some did it at 25. But anyway, we were going to use 15 because that was the average at, you know, the average uh, truck owner drives about 100,000 miles a year. So if you follow along here, a typical oil change, and I priced this about a year ago, uh, is $365 for just regular non-synthetic oil, okay? So at 15,000-mile intervals, at 100,000 miles driven a year, that's about $2,500 per year in oil changes or PMs um, for regular mineral oil. Now, if you had been using the OPS system with extended drains, lab test, and filter-only changes at 25,000-mile intervals, that cost would have automatically dropped to $500 a year. 
Okay. So right there's 2000 bucks right away in the first year, just in oil changes. Now you got to deduct the cost of the unit and insulation, which is about 1200 bucks. So you really only had a first year savings of $800, but every year, other year after that, you're not having to do the installation and buy the unit again. So the $2,000 per year applies to years two and beyond. I mean, look, that, that, uh, that was done in 09. This is 2022. Now the truck hasn't been on the road for a year. So go back to 20. Uh, well, actually it, w- it was taken off the road in January, 2022. So it's, um, it, it from 09 to 2022, 21, what is it? 21, 21. Okay. 09 to 21 is, a uh, 12 years. So in 12 years, uh, you know, times 2000 bucks a year. I mean, no, it's not chump change. But that's not the big factor, okay? That's not the big savings. Um, look at let's look at this slide, okay? So how much money did the OPS system save me during the life of the truck? So I would have had 150 normal oil changes in its life in those 12 years if I did it the way everybody else was doing it every 15,000 miles. Um, I would have spent about $55,000 on all those 150 oil changes in the life of that truck. Uh, we all agreed that it would never have gotten 1.85 million miles out of the engine in an MBE 4000, which has an average lifespan of six to 800,000 miles. Okay. I, in fact, I would likely have had to have done two overhauls in 1.85 million miles. I was able to use full synthetic oil since I wasn't throwing the oil away, which improved the fuel mileage. The fuel mileage on that truck when I drove it most of the time was between eight and, and nine miles per gallon. 9.2 was the average for most of its life. So let's look at the numbers here. Okay. All changes versus OPS services, 150 of them at $365 versus 74 of them at $125. So just the difference in the PMs themselves, $45,000. Two engine overhauls at 25 to 30 grand each, another 50, $55,000. The fuel improvement um, with full synthetic oil for one and a half million miles, $42,000. So the savings in the life of that truck was 142,500 bucks, you know, enough to go buy a truck, saved enough money to buy a truck just in how I changed or didn't change oil. So that, that's, that's the big thing. Okay. That's the big thing is that you guys uh, you know, you're, you're, you're changing your oil at, 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 at regular intervals because that's what somebody's told you to do. We're not checking to see if that oil's good, bad, or indifferent. We're just throwing it down the drain. And we're also throwing three or four or $500 at a time down the drain with it where, when it may not be necessary. So the lab sample part of this, uh, of this product is where we find out whether the oil is being thrown away for no reason or not. So that's why the lab sample part of this is so critical. So benefit number two is you can extend your drains. You can extend them as long as it, as the, uh, the lab tells you, you can. The people ask, well, how long do I go? Well, you go until the lab tells you that you need to change the oil because unless it's get, unless it's contaminated, there's no reason to change it. So, uh, stop throwing away perfectly good, perfectly good oil. Um, know what's going on in your motor and use a better quality oil and all the same time saving money. I mean, it, it's almost like an, I mean, even a truck driver can understand this, I think. Um, so 
by using a better quality oil, full synthetic as a superior product, uh, you're, you're going to treat your engine better. You're going to get better fuel mileage. Okay. You're going to have longer lasting components. Um, you know, here's the thing about oil. All right. It, it t- tell me when it goes bad. I mean, tell me at what point in time it literally gets to the point where you're not supposed to use it anymore. Uh, there's lots of trucks out there with OPSs on them with 400,000 plus miles on them. Okay. Um, so that, that's, that's a huge savings. 400,000 miles is four years, not doing an oil change in four years is a lot of money. You know, um, it can, it can make up for a lot of, uh, a lot of expenses. You know, uh, ju- if you just put the money away that you were spending on oil changes, you'd have em- enough money. You saw the slide back there. In the lifetime, I could have bought. I could have, I could have bought a truck for one hundred forty-two thousand dollars in the time I used this product. So, if you were saving that money instead of throwing it away, um, look at what you'd have. Um, now, here's the thing about the oil: the oil itself never goes bad. If it went bad, they wouldn't be able to refine it and put it back on the shelf if the oil is bad. All they do is clean it up and put the additive package back in it. So all we have to do is if we have, if we have, if we have a um, extended drain and the additive package is starting to wear down, we just put fresh oil in it. You know, if, um, unless you've got a brand new truck that's so tight that never uses any oil. I mean, all trucks use some oil, okay? That's not a bad thing. In this, in this program, that's how you keep the oil freshened up is by adding what we call makeup oil. So if you have to put in a gallon or two between oil changes or between filter changes, in, the, in our case, in lab samples, you're just, re, you're just sweetening that oil up so you're putting the additive package back in it, and it's good to go. And we're going to measure all that in the, in the lab sample, and we're going to show you some of those. So now if you've got a brand-new motor and it doesn't use any oil at all, well, look, you may have to drain a gallon out and put a gallon in. But still, you're not throwing away 11 gallons. You're throwing away one gallon, you know, and you're putting another gallon in just to get the additive package back in it. Another thing, and we didn't even have this when I made this slideshow, but we are testing right now what's called a base booster. A lot of times what goes on in the oil is it doesn't lose the additive package. It loses the base. It loses the ability to, to offset um, uh, acid. Uh, so just, just putting a fresh gallon of oil in there gets the base back to it, the base number. Well, now we have a product called base booster that is going to be available pretty soon. I'm sure that that little bottle will put the base back in it we don't have to drain the, the gallon out. So we might have a solution for that, uh, anyway, coming up very soon. Um, so the, the, uh, the oil itself doesn't go bad. It, it works in a horrible environmental condition. Diesels are dirty motors. They make a lot of soot. There's a lot of dirty air out there that you guys drive in. So all these additives in the motor, they just wear down. That's the only thing that goes wrong with the oil. The oil doesn't go bad. It's just we need to get the, the dirt out and the additives back in it. Well, if we filter it down to five or three microns, we're going to get the dirt out. All right? And if we put fresh oil back into it, we're going to get additives back in there. So now we're replenishing this oil in our own little system without having to throw the oil away. I mean, the oil that we put, you can, you can test your oil. You can test oil out of a brand new bottle and, and, and they're going to be very, very, very similar. So, um, I don't think we need to go over that one. 
So benefit number three, extend the life of your motor. Getting back to Evan's question, you know, there's no question that, uh, I mean, I, 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 I did this, we, this, we did a YouTube short about this and I mean, we, we had like 200 comments on it. Most of them were calling bullshit because of the 1.8. Now I don't reply to those things. I'll just let them lay around in their own misery, but, um, it's a fact. I mean, it, it, it is a fact. We're going to show you the oil sample. Okay. Uh, it is a fact. And, um, and, and did, was it, was it just a, a, um, a, a fluke thing? I, I don't think so. Um, just think about it. I mean, if, if, if the, if you guys feel good about changing your oil every 15,000 miles or 25 or 50,000 miles, think about changing it every day. The benefit of having clean oil every day. Think about what that's doing for you. So, uh, Chris, let's get to some of the, uh, some of the oil samples. Let's, well, what, do we have any questions we need to talk about first? A uh, couple, you know what? This is kind of like Jerry Lewis telethon. We just had a sale. I need a bell to go off. Cause we just, right. we just sold an OPS right now. Well, so good deal. we need two or three yeah. more. So y'all come on, just go to the website. Um, uh, well, yeah, well, let's, um, uh, da, da, da. Do you have the same results with the other trucks? Um, I guess in results, you're probably talking about extended life of engine. Uh, yes. Um, we will show you an oil sample here in a minute um, where we had coolant intrusion show up. And we wouldn't have known that any other way. And so we immediately parked the truck. Turned out to be a head gasket. We put a head gasket on it. And that truck still runs today. So um, if not for that oil sample telling us that yep. we had coolant intrusion, we would have just gone until the motor blew up. You know, so, yeah, keep in mind, we, we buy trucks that have lots of miles. You know, I, put, I started this at 300,000 miles. So the truck was, you know, was fairly new. And that's its whole life. That's all it ever had. We buy trucks that already have a million miles on them. And, and even the, and even the end frame is may have, may have been done, but the big advantage for us, like you just said, it's, it's, it's it, yes. Extending the life of the motor is good, but the bigger thing is knowing when something's wrong. Um, you know, cause we do this every 20 and we're going to show you our maintenance interval. We do this every 25,000 miles with a lab sample. We know, I mean, in 20, think about this, okay? In 25,000 miles, we know if something's happened. Because if it's different than the previous lab, lab sample, something's changed. So what can, what harm can be done in 25,000 miles that for someone who's not doing any testing at all, drives for two, you know, a year and, 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 and before, before it finally presents the symptoms that you start looking for. Uh, so we find the, um, and that, and that's assuming that whatever happened happened on day one after we did the previous lab sample. So somewhere in that 25,000 mile interval, which is about six weeks for us, um, if something changes, we know it. And usually when ch things change, they, they change gradually. Like if you get fuel intrusion, it's usually not a big thing unless you're like Randy and get three bad injectors. Usually it starts out as a trickle. And you go, well, that's a little high. I wonder why if the next time it's a little higher, and next time it's a little higher. And you go, wait a minute, you know, something's going on here. So then you start looking. And, and then after you, um, you know, you, you, you can start uh, predicting where some of these things are coming from. The symptoms themselves point you in a direction. You know, um, you can kind of tell if something's, uh, uh, you know, uh, like fuel pump related or injector related. 
you kind of have a better idea, you know, of, of, of where to start looking without just starting to throw parts at it, you know? Uh, and of course the other thing is, you know, like if we have, um, like with Randy, you know, all of a sudden he found out that he, he had a huge fill injection. And I said, Randy, if you can't get that in right away, go throw a gallon of Lucas in there, at least protect the, you know, the bearings and stuff, you know, he would never have known that he would never have known that he would have, he would have ruined that motor with three bad injectors and not known about it till it's too late, you know? So that's the big thing. So does it work for our trucks now? It does. Absolutely. The, none of these trucks had it from day one, like mine did, but they all get the benefit of knowing that every 25,000 miles, we know what's going on in that motor. And we have saved a lot of motors because of that. Um, because we know well, this, that this motor that, that we, the example <clears throat> with the cooling intrusion, that was a junkyard motor. We, we bought that engine used and put it in the truck and it was probably a year later. Um, after we put the motor in that coolant intrusion shows up, you know, yeah. and put a head gasket on it. We didn't have to tear it down. You know, just, I don't even think he took the head off. I think he raised the head up, pulled the gasket out, slid that and you know, and it was yeah. done. Um, let's, let's do the next one, Chris, this one here. So the OPS system is, uh, is it eight ninety five on our, on our, on our website? Let me look at this email. It just came in. I'll tell you. <clears throat> it is uh, $8.99. $8.99 plus, tax, plus, plus tax and shipping. And, um, well, there's no tax. We don't, there's no tax on it. It's just shipping. Yeah. nine thirty nine no, shipped. Yeah. nine thirty nine shipped. Um, the, uh, the, la- the sample kits. Okay. It costs about, um, and Chris, we, we, uh, you might have to help me. Well, I got it right here. I got it right here. I want to make sure I give you the most recent prices went up a little bit first of the year. So let me make sure I'm giving you the exact prices. I probably should have had this prepared. Well, and while you're looking for that, the OPS starter kit comes with three filters, two sample kits, the OPS system and the install kit. That's what you're getting so that you can install it. You get a filter and then you're good for two oil changes. So you're basically good for 50,000 miles because you get two filters and you get two sample kits with it. Well, not all changes. You, you two I mean, filter I, changes. I mean, not, yeah, two filters. Uh, so filters, to answer your question, filters are $55 and the lab kits fit. So it's $110 to do the uh, lab sample and to change the green filter. It's $110. So you're going to do that every 25,000 miles. As opposed to whatever it costs to change your oil now with, and, and not get in the lab sample. So, right. um, I'm, I'm guessing it's about 400 bucks. It was 365 a year ago when I called around and got the average price. And again, you can use full synthetic oil because you're not going to throw it away. So you get all the benefit, you know, it's going to cost you 110 bucks, um, to do the sample. So, um, uh, so I answered your question. How do you guys wire the one? Uh, basically how do you wire it up to, to run and where on the engine do you tap in for the oil line? So all engines have somewhere have an oil galley and you're just going to pull a plug out, plug that line into it. It's going to run to the OPS. Remember that the OPS does not pump oil. It it's fed by oil pressure from the oil pump, from the engine. So the oil is pushed through by the engine, the heater part uh, that's in the head uh, on most trucks, just connects to the alternator because that's right. ignition power. You turn the ignition on, the <clears> heater <throat> fires up. You turn the ignition off, it shuts down. Right. And there's two little lights on the top of it that let you know that you've got power. 
so you can kind of tell, you know, make sure that power's running. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fed with oil pressure from the motor. Um, and then, um, uh, and, and listen, there are several videos on Pittsburgh Power's website that, that will, can walk you through the installation. If you've got any mechanical ability at all, the hardest part about doing this is drilling the holes in the frame. Okay. Once you get past that, it's not hard to install at all. And like you said, most, most engines have oil galleys that already have a plug in there that you're just going to take out and replace with a fitting. And then it's going to return the oil to the oil pan. So you're, you're taking a plug out of the oil pan and that's how the the oil, after it's filtered, it just dumps it into the oil pan to be picked up by the oil pump. Uh, Chris, we have DD 15 on the side. Okay. Okay. We did not. I fixed it. He's that's the one that just bought one. Okay. Yeah, you, we have it has a different installation kit for whatever motor you got, and you can put on anything. So yeah. we can do that. Could you send in an oil for a lab report when not using the OPS system, like when purchasing a truck? Yes, you sure. can. Now, got to keep in mind though, if that oil's brand new, if somebody has just changed the oil, it's not going to do you much good, you right. know. And so we have we have sent samples in, but. You know, you ask somebody that's buying it, that's selling a truck, have you changed the oil yet? Or are they going to tell you the truth? You know, who knows? Well, most uh, people think it's an advantage to say they did because, you know, that it's a selling point. It's already been serviced. Back when we were buying trucks all the time, the first question I'd ask him, have you changed the oil? Is there any chance that the old oil is still in there? And I would say, look, please, please don't change it. Okay. And I would pay them. I would, I would send them an oil sample kit and, 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 and have them do an oil sample before I go look at the truck. Um, but it definitely was a screening device for us when we were looking at buying trucks. You know, and I know of one truck I went to look at in Ohio and we pulled an oil sample and it had coolant intrusion. So yep. we didn't buy it, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to skip one. Uh, oh, uh, looking to trade an in and out combo of your choice for an OPS contact feel. That's for you, I think. <laughs> we need uh, to screen. We need to screen our listeners a little bit better. <laughs> so if I just use synthetic oil, I benefit and don't need the OPS. Well, you know, listen, listening is a skill. Um, the whole point of this is dual filtration. It doesn't matter what kind of oil you run. You can run mineral oil out of the ground, or you can run synthetic oil. It doesn't matter. The benefit of the OPS system, oil purification system, is that you get two levels of filtration, down to three microns. Well, that doesn't matter what kind of oil is going through it. And you get the liquid contaminants removed by the heater. So, no, just because you use synthetic oil doesn't mean you're not getting the benefit, period. Because how are you sampling? Are you, are you going to sample that? Are you getting the filtration? Are you getting the liquid contaminant, contaminants removed? No, you're not. So, and I'm, <clears> I'm going to go ahead and hit this just for, when you say oil's oil and it's been in the ground forever, and then you say use synthetic, you're contradicting yourself. No, he's not. He's absolutely 100% not contradicting himself because the argument is always, well, uh, I can, I can just use regular oil. Well, sure you can. You absolutely can use regular oil. The point being that if that oil gets dirty, it's not necessarily no longer oil and it's no longer bad just because it's dirty. We use synthetic oil as a bonus to having an OPS because we don't have to throw good oil away. But I know plenty of people that use Delvac 1540 
in their, with their OPS setup because they just choose not to use synthetic, and that's perfectly fine. It's a, it's, it's a calculated, back to the BSC 9000, it's a, it's a calculation that we make that we can afford to buy higher quality oil that retail right now is $55 a gallon um, because we don't have to throw it away. We sample it, we check it, and this oil can stay in the truck for two, three, four hundred thousand miles. Let me let me let me elaborate on that a little bit. Go, so go back to the first question because the question itself is very easy to answer. Anybody can use synthetic oil, and there's a benefit. There's no question. You don't have to have an OPS use of synthetic oil, but at fifty five dollars a gallon, how how practical is it for you when you're going to throw it away when you change oil next time? There, there's no question that using synthetic oil is a better product. Okay, I don't think there's any debate about that left, uh, unless you're living under a rock somewhere. The problem with it in a in a in a big truck is that you change oil so often that it makes an oil change now very expensive. The whole point of what we're saying here is that by by cleaning your own oil on the truck with this thousand dollar nine hundred dollar product, you don't have to throw the oil away. You can pay for that expensive oil and just clean it yourself and not have to throw it away. So, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I make some assumptions here, and I need to bring everybody up to speed with me. But there's no connection between synthetic oil and the OPS. That, by using the OPS, it makes it more affordable to pay that much money for oil because you're not going to throw it away. So oh, that's the clarification I want to make right there. So. All right, here's another one before we take a break. Just got up for my delivery. Catch you guys on the replay, but I'm waiting to ask this. I'm with a 750-truck fleet. Why wouldn't they use something like this? Well, I can tell you one reason they might not use it is they might not even know about it. I mean, that's, Well, the, the that's biggest one. reason – well, no, the, here's the biggest reason. They have 750 truck drivers. Well, I was getting there next. Okay. Uh, but it's very possible that they're not even aware of it because when we, you know, I mean, it's a conversation piece on our truck. You open the hood and there's a big neon green filter that looks, where, what is that? Where'd that come from? Um, and very little people, uh, cause we're constantly having to educate people about what it is. Uh, so one, they might not even know about it. And if it's a 750 truck fleet, they've got nerds and cubicles with pop pocket protectors that are not going to allow for an extra thousand dollars per truck. Cause now you're talking $750,000 to outfit this truck. And then the elephant in the room as Larry so eloquently alluded to is you got truck drivers to deal with. And now you're going to have to train truck drivers on how to properly take care of, I mean, we, you know, we got less than 15 trucks and, and it's, it's, it's a handle. I imagine having 750 of them and trying to explain to truck drivers, okay, you got to have this filter and you got to do this old sample and you have to fill this, this lab form out completely and accurately for it. Because without good data, as we'll talk about here in a minute after the break, without good data, your lab form's useless. You know, it's just, you might as well just take the sample and throw it in the trash. Well, another thing, too, is, is a fleet of that size probably replaces their truck. The, the number used to be 400000 Now, I know it's gone up a little bit because of the price of trucks. But they're not, they don't care. This is what gets me about people buying a fleet-maintained truck because yeah. it's supposed to be so good. They could give a rat's ass how long it's going to last because they it's always under warranty when they own the truck. 
And so when it gets out of warranty, they sell the truck. So why do they care about getting 1.85 million miles out of it? Uh, they're not, they're not, there's no benefit to them for that. So uh, whatever damage they're doing by running it with dirty oil is going to be somebody else's problem, not theirs. You, you can't, as an owner operator, you do whatever a fleet does, you want to do just the opposite. I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> so if, because yeah, if your livelihood, if your livelihood is on that truck, um, involved in that truck, you probably do not want to act like fleet. Um, because, um, they, they, they do not, you know, so everybody wants blanket rules. Well, don't lease trucks and don't buy trucks from fleets. There you have it. Unless they've got a million miles on them, you can get them for less than $10,000. Um, all right, well, let's take a break real quick. I'm going to talk to you about our new, uh, sponsor. What was that like podcast? We had, um, the host Scott on the, on the show last week. And, uh, you know, I am. I love stories and I love podcasts. I've, I've been a podcast guy since 2009. And um, w- what's really interesting about this show is it, it's not the, the host telling the story. It's, it's him kind of getting out of the way, asking questions and letting people tell their story. And so, you know, you've got uh, titles like Dan was mauled by a grizzly bear, or Di- Diana survived a plane crash, or Whitney was shot 12 times. I mean, they... They're they're letting someone tell a you know, horrific story in some cases, or you know about the person that went up, won over a hundred thousand dollars in Will Fortune, but they're telling their story, and um, Scott sits down and just lets them talk and and tell it. So I've got a little promo here I'm going to play for you. So I will be back with you in just a minute. Hello, good morning. This is Noonlight calling. We received please a long term. Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. What's wrong? Somebody. Hold a knife on me and ask to see my kids. And then okay. you have to touch them. And I'm running and I don't know where it is. Okay. Can you get to some place where there's someone at? I'm going to no, go ahead. there is nobody out here. I'm in downtown Portland. There's nobody out here. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and send the police. I have your location. Are you still tracking me? Yes. Please stay with me. <laughs> okay. Hold on one moment. I have someone dispatched. Give me just a moment. I can't move anymore. I need I you to dispatch on this moonlight. Someone pulled, a, uh, someone pulled a knife on her. She's running right now. She's on the I phone with me. I, I see your life. Try to get I to the Chevron. Can you see the Chevron? Get to the Chevron. There's nobody. I don't know where this guy is. Okay. Take, take some deep breaths. Are, did you stop running or are you still running? I can't run anymore. I can't. Okay, so you buy the Chevron? I, I buy the Chevron, but I'm scared to just stand here. Sorry. It's okay. My, co- my co-worker's on the phone with the police right now. She's by the Chevron. Someone pulled a knife on her, and they're chasing her. He touched me. He fucking touched me. I have a stun gun in my hand, and I couldn't do anything. I was just looking intense uh so he has all the 911 calls when people go through this stuff and then he lets them sit down and talk um and 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 tell their story so um uh, you can find the show on any podcast platform what was that like.com so go check them out and uh let them know that you heard about them on the blue ribbon podcast so let's move on so you want to do samples now or do you want to talk about the form and talk about the form first 
the form. You mean the lab form? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we can do mind. that. Yeah, we can do that. Um, well, I don't think. So when, when, when it comes time to do your, so you, you install this and you, um, you use one of your first three filters when you install it. Then 25,000 miles later, we're going to do your first service. Okay. That service is going to involve changing that green filter, which by the way, you don't have to pay somebody to do this. If you've got a filter wrench, you can just spin this filter off yourself and put the other, put a new one back on. If you've got any mechanical ability whatsoever, you don't even have to go to the shop to do this. All right. You can do it yourself, save that much more money. Okay. And then you're going to, um, fill up a little sample bottle with the, the oil that's in your truck now. And, uh, there is a little port on the side of the unit that's spring loaded. Uh, you just screw off the little cap and push in and it will fill up your little bottle. Now the engine has to be running because that's where it gets the pressure from oil pressure and it'll fill up your little bottle. And then you just put the cap on the bottle and then you put your little cap back on the, the, the port on the side of the thing. And now you have your oil sample. Now, listen to me. I'll tell you this. Okay. The quality of what you send the lab affects the quality of what you get back from the lab. That it's that old computer terminology, uh, garbage in garbage out. So a couple of things you want to do. Number one, you want to take that sample at the end of the day after the oil has been circulated all day long. That way, all these parts per million things are floating around in the oil. They're not settled in the bottom of the oil pan and you're not getting any of them. And the other thing is kind of like when you go do a drug test and they tell you to kind of wipe off where you sick for you pee in the bottle. <laughs> you kind of do that here. Okay. Uh, push that in and let some of that oil hit the ground and then catch what's not been caught in that port for 25,000 miles from the last time you did this. So let that go out. Get, get nice, fresh oil that's being pumped into it now and then send that to the lab. Um, and then your, your, your results are going to be a lot more effective. Here is a copy of what the lab sample order looks like. This is how you order your information from the lab. <clears throat> so on the left right there is a sticker that you fill out to put on the bottle that you put the oil in. Uh, you see the little PR, what's it called? CR code, so it's called. Um, and, uh, and you put your date on there and you put, you come up with a component ID. Now, let me advise you something here. Come up with a component ID and stick with that because otherwise you're not going to see the history if you use a different component ID every time you send in a lab sample. So choose something that you're going to stick with. Use I would the last six of your VIN. Yeah, you last six that. of your VIN is, is not going to change. And that way, when you get your lab report back, and we'll show you one in a minute, all the previous lab reports are going to show up in that same history. So we want to put that on the, the bottle that you're going to send in. That's going to identify what sample this came from, who it belongs to. Then you're going to slide over to the right, and you're going to fill out this form. Now, we've blocked off our information because we're a bunch of you using my account number for some reason. <laughs> so we're no longer going to put that out there. Um, but you fill out this top part with your own information. Again, here's, the, here's where you put in your component ID. If you want to use a secondary ID, I don't I think that's really necessary. But 
We use the truck number as a secondary ID, and we use the event, last six of the VIN for the component ID. Works, works very nicely. You, this lab tests anything, so you have to tell it what this is. This is diesel. Uh, this is from a diesel engine. It's not from an automatic transmission. It's not from a planetary. You know, the, so you, you have to let it know what's in that bottle. Okay, they don't have any idea what you're sending them unless you tell them that. And then if it's one of those things like a differential, you got to tell it where it came from. Okay. In this case, the end, there's only one engine and it's in the front. Everybody knows that. So, um, so now you fill in this other information here, the date you pulled the sample, the miles that are the fluid time are the miles that are on the fluid. So in this case, if you just put your unit in and we're doing your very first service at 25,000 miles, guess what? There's going to be about 25,000 miles on the fluid, uh, assuming that you changed it when you put the OPS on. Now, if, if, oil, if you didn't change the oil and you're still using oil in there, you need to know when the last time you changed oil was. Because that's what we need to know is when was the last time this oil was changed? How long has it been in this motor? Because the, the, the results of this lab are so, um, they're so detailed that the length of time the oil is in the engine affects the, the results of the lab sample. So if it's brand new oil, they're going to look at it differently than if it's got 100,000 miles on it. So it's important that you let them know what they're looking at and what condition it is. So if you've got, if you put the OPS on and don't change your oil, leave the oil in there, which is fine. Just let them know how many miles are on it total on the, on the oil. Component time is what is how many miles since the last overhaul. Okay. So if you've never inframed your engine, it's going to be your odometer mileage. If you've inframed your motor, it's whatever the miles are since you did your last inframe. Okay. And then it asks you, hey, did you change the fluid or did you change the filter? Well, that's just yes or no. If you, if you change the oil, then put yes. If you, you're, you're going to always change the filter, so that's going to be a yes. And under comments, you're going to have to keep up with how many gallons of oil you've added since the last sample. So this is your first sample. There won't be anything there. But the next sample, assuming you didn't change the oil, they need to know how much new oil was been added to the oil that was in there. Now, look, guys, I get this is all detailed, okay? But, hey, we're all big boys here. This is part of the getting the value of the lab sample is giving them this information. The sample is worthless if this information you give them is made up and not accurate, okay? Be like going to get your blood test and you take somebody else's blood in there. You don't know where you got it. Well, I picked this up on the street. You know, this is a hooker's blood, but it doesn't work for me. Well, I see why now. You're, 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 you're pregnant. Did you know that? So uh, that, that's exactly what you're doing here is making sure that they know where this came from and what the conditions are. Then the last thing on there is they need to know what engine it is and what and specifically what this product is. You know, Shell, Delvac, T6, whatever, whatever the product is. Because uh, that's what now here's another thing here, you've got here. You, you got to decide what kind of oil you're going to use to stick with it. OK, if you tell them it's got Delvac in it and the last two gallons you added were shell. Guess what? It's not going to look right to them because they have different additive packages. They're going to see stuff. They're going to see that you're pregnant 
and you're not because you've given them, uh, uh, you know, fluids that aren't yours. Okay. So you have to let them know exactly what's in there. And if you change up brands, it's really going to make it very difficult to have an accurate lab sample. So find a brand and stick with it. Part of the reason why we went to Shell uh, a few years ago is because you could buy it at Walmart for 20 bucks. Now it's not mm -hmm. the case today. Uh, it's a little more, there's a little more strategy involved here to the point where we keep oil with us in the truck because it's hard to find the oil that we use sometimes. So you just can't run around here and just buy, throw a gallon of oil in there, uh, you know, and, and expect your lab sample to come back and make any sense. Whatever's in there, you need to keep just that in there. Now, if you change it, it doesn't matter. But if you're adding oil to oil that's already existing, you got to stay with the right same brand. And then more importantly, you have to stay with, stay with the same viscosity. If you're going to tell them it's 5W40 and the last two gallons you added were 1540, it's not going to look right. You're going to have a viscosity problem. So all this information has to be accurate and you have to kind of commit to doing what you're saying you're doing here, you know, using the, the right, the, the right brand, the right viscosity. And that way you'll have a benefit. And we're going to show you some, a real big benefit here in a second. So that's the, um, that, that's how you go about filling out this lab sample. You throw all this in a bag. It's got a prepaid mailer on it. Part of that $55 you're paying for this is the overnight uh, delivery. So uh, you throw it into a FedEx ground box and uh, they get it the next morning. They pull it out. And here's what happens. If it's normal and there's no problems, they're going to email you back the results in two or three days. If it's abnormal, somebody's going to call you on the phone and say, hey, you've got a problem. You probably need to go in and get this oil dump. Now, let me give you a disclaimer right here, okay? I said earlier that OPS was its own company when I got involved with them. And there was a fellow there that, that his job was to make these phone calls. And the guy was really, really, really knowledgeable about oil samples and about Fantastic. this product. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away about a year ago, and uh, he's no longer with us. Pittsburgh Power, as much as I love them, uh, this is not one of their strengths, okay? And like most companies, they're, they're CYA here a lot. Uh, the guy that's going to call you, his response is going to tell you, you need to go dump the oil. Um, and I will tell you right now, in most cases, you do not need to dump the oil. Okay. Find out what is flagged. And we're going to show you one of these, um, protect yourself if you need to, but I would not automatically go dump the oil. Now there's some conditions that I would, <clears throat> but when we get to this lab, some, you're going to see that there's five, can zero, one, two, three, four. There's five conditions that the report will come back in. If it's anything except five. I don't recommend you just go out and dump the oil. Let's find out why <clears throat> you may want to, um, you know, like I say, you may want to do some things in the meantime uh, to protect yourself while we figure out what's going on. But the knee jerk thing of, of dumping the oil, because here's the problem with dumping the oil is that <clears throat> if you haven't fixed the problem, you're going to dump it again in 25,000 miles. So we need to find what the problem is. That's the reason I don't agree with that. <clears throat> but they don't have a lot of experience with uh, reading oil samples. Oh, by the way, the company we use is uh, Horizon. Is that right? No, but what, what's the company? Polaris. Polaris, thank you. Polaris Lab. The one we use is Indianapolis. 
Um, you, you don't have to be an OPS customer to use them. You can do your own lab samples if for whatever reason you want to do that. But they also offer a on, online training for, uh, for all, their, all this analysis. If you really want to understand oil samples, you can sign up for an, for an online class and they will teach uh, how to read oil samples and how to do all this. Another thing that we can announce right now is I think it's March the 10th, Chris, it is. What, we've got a date coming oh, up. Yeah. We we're going uh, to have an expert from Shell Rotella on the show on March 10th technical person. Yeah. So, so you guys will, you could probably answer a lot, ask a lot of questions about that. Now, I don't know what they know about lab samples, but they'll know a lot about oil. So, all right. So, so here <clears throat> is, uh, an oil sample. Okay. Now the reason I brought this one up first is this is, oh, um, well, come on now. There we go. There it is. This is Mercedes-Benz. This is Larry's truck um, Metro. All right. Now, you can see here, this was uh, sampled August 28th of 2020. It was received August 31st. Now, something y'all need to understand is when you take that sample, put it in the box. Don't drive around with it for four or five days before you send it off. Every truck stop has a FedEx or a UPS box. Do not oh, wait it, around. It, it can't go UPS. It has to go FedEx. I know, but but the used you know the labels used to be UPS and other FedEx. But that's, yeah. I'm just saying, there's a box there at the truck stop, and you know you can do this while you're getting fuel. You know it's not a big deal. It's best to do it at the end of the day after the engines run all day. But if you don't, this received here is going to be highlighted in red because they're going to point out to you that the sample had degraded from the time you took it until they received it. So now this one came in at abnormal and there's some interesting things about this oil sample. It came in at a level three, right? We can see that right here. All right. So, so zero and one are completely normal. They're, yeah. they're, they're expecting and they got what they expected to get. Two and three are abnormal in that there's some things in there that some levels are elevated. Four is critical. That's the one where you're going to, they're, they're going to call you and you're going you're to want to dump that oil mm -hmm. uh, because it's to the point where it, it is causing damage. So <clears throat> now, so here's a couple of interesting things about this one. All right. So number one, you can see here that there have been 40 samples, right? Um, this is sample number 40 on this truck. And you can see here, we got unit time and this number right here, I think it'll let me highlight. Okay. So this column for unit time, 1,807,247 miles unit time. And right beside that we had 231,500 lube time. So there was 200,000, 231,000 miles on that oil. 1.8 million miles on the engine. We came over here, and, and here's part of how these have these corresponding collars. And we had the base uh, number. Excuse uh, me a second. By the way, collar is West Virginia for color. Okay. Thank you for your service. No, the color here um, is, uh, you know, it, it shows you in, in the green and the yellow and the orange. Okay. 
here's what here's the example I'm going to use right here. We we saw the base number starting to get flagged. See how it's going down? It's a it's a 402 and then it's 446 and then it's going down. The base that's that's what he was talking about before. That that's when your base is low, you're you don't have something there to fight off the acid. Okay. Well look over here. So we're back to we've got the, the unit time and the lube time. Now look right here. Lube added there were five gallons of oil added between oil changes. At that time, that truck had a serious and significant oil leak that, by the way, only Carl Bonecutter could fix. Carl was the one that found it and fixed it. Because there was a point not long before this, we were thinking, okay, we're, we're at 1.6, 1.7 million. We're, we might be getting to the point where we're going to have to rebuild this truck because all this oil. Well, Carl found the oil leak and fixed it. So if you look at the very next sample, there was zero oil added between 1,785,000 and 1,807,000, zero oil. So we fixed the oil, and the truck did not use any oil. That's where our base problem was starting to, to yeah. happen. That's right? why the base went down, because the extended drain will make your base go lower. That's why adding oil is good for it, because it keeps all your additive package up. So here's a case like you would have if you have a new truck where you don't use any oil. Well, scroll over there. If you don't use any oil, your base is going to deplete as your extended drain goes on. So the way we had to fix it back then was we had to put oil in it. Well, now you can use this base boost product, add that to it, and it'll raise that, boot, that base right back up. Base, it, all there is to base is, what's that little tablet you take, Tums? Yeah. It, you could throw a Tums tablet in there and do the same thing. It's an antiacid. That's all it is. So, <clears throat> so we'll, we'll show you this stuff up here. Uh, in a minute in more detail, but that I wanted to show this one just because it had, you know, it shows that there were 40 samples done in this truck. There's the proof in the pudding, 1.8 million miles on that engine with 40 samples done. All right. Now we'll show you one where we had a, uh, it was the one I talked about earlier in the show where we uh, realized immediately that we had a big problem, and here it is. Let's put this one up here. All right, so oh, I'm trying to do the wrong thing. So here we go. All right, take it from there, Ray. <clears throat> okay. So we know. Well, uh, there's different sections of this oil sample that you that are that you want to read. Some of them are more important than others. Contaminant metals is a big one. That's where if you if you have the engine down and uh, or you've run it without an air filter in it, that silicone number right there is going to go way up. That just that's just dirt. That's all it is. All right. Mm -hmm. So over there to the left where you see the wear metals, those as you see the iron, um, you know those things are are going to elevate. Understand that's parts per million. When you're extending drains, you're going to pick up a few of these. These numbers are going to go up. That's why they're still green and orange because they're not to the point where it's a problem. All right. Now you guys that are running catalyst, that iron number is going to keep going up. Okay. And that's, we expect that it's not a problem. So don't freak out. And you guys are running catalyst. This truck never saw catalyst because the catalyst didn't exist back when this truck was running. So, um, but to getting back to the contaminant metal. So you see the silicon column is normal. So there's no dirt in the motor, but you see here where the sodium and potassium together and one of them is raised to the red level. 
when you have sodium and potassium together, that's coolant. Okay, that's exactly what antifreeze is made out of. So we now know that this truck had coolant intrusion during that particular oil sample. And it got better, and then it got better. So whatever it is we were fixing, I guess is when we put a head gasket on, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So now we know we have a problem. We know the problem exists way before it's a big, big problem, okay? Uh, When it turned red, we dumped the oil uh, because we have excess coolant in that oil. It's going to damage. That's where this, that's where this lead's coming from is because that excess coolant starting to damage, uh, and you're starting to get some, uh, some, le- some, um, uh, what's the word? Not leakage, but leaching, leaching of this lead out of the bearings. Uh, cause that's what, that's what antifreeze does. It, it ruins the bearings. So, uh, but you can see here where we fixed the problem and now the oil sample after that, is almost back down to normal. Um, so again, it, it's, it's proof that you have a problem. You've now fixed the problem and you know for a fact that the problem is fixed. Um, and you know, the problem happened within 25,000 miles, you know, so it, it gives you this, this ability to, 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 to verify that the problem is there and that the problem now has been fixed. The other things you want to watch for are down there under contaminant section, Fuel dilution, soot, and water. Okay, uh, fuel dilution is just what it says. If you're if you have a streaming injector, that number is going to go up. If you've got a, you guys have got Detroit's. If you've got that fuel uh, pump um, O-ring that uh, goes between it and the block starts to starts to leak, you're going to gradually get a. Uh, that number is going to elevate. Uh, soot, um, soot. It comes from incomplete combustion. So if you're if you're if you don't have good combustion. Soot, uh, if you're idling a lot in the wintertime, soot could go up, especially if you're idling at low RPMs. Bad overhead. Exactly. And, of course, water is just water. Condensation in the fuel uses where water is coming from. So, um, But, again, you had the, the chance to see all these numbers uh, in real time, and, uh, and you know what. Um, now, part of this is it will give you some, under the comments up there, it will give you some typical sources of the problem. Like in this case, it says flag data does not indicate an immediate need for maintenance action. Continue to observe the trends. I can't read it, Chris. Um, Potassium is at a moderate level, could be a coolant indicator. So they're telling you right there where to start looking. Now, these aren't necessarily always right, but they get you in the right direction. If you've got a decent mechanic, they can do and, some diagnostics. These, these comments are for sample number nine. You know, so what if I could if right. I could go back and get you sample number seven, it would say you have an immediate problem. You need to, you know, if the comments would be different. These comments are for sample number nine. Um, but it's just such a great record because you can see here. The fifth sample was on May 18th of 2020. The, the sixth one was July 24th and the seventh, you know, so forth. So it gives you that historical record that you can go back and look at. Um, and like I say, we've got 40 samples on, on that Mercedes truck. Um, and but, again, you see the advantage of using the same component ID because now all the history comes on every sample. And you see the previous five, there's three or four pages of this. This is just the first page, but the, the other pages have more uh, information about the history, his history and stuff like that. So, uh, but this, this is the, this is the benefit guys. This is, I mean, 
if you're using synthetic oil right now and changing your oil every 15, 20,000 miles, that's fine. You're throwing money away, but you know, uh, most truck drivers throw money away anyway. Just follow one around for a while and you'll see. Um, <laughs> but, but if you're not doing this lab sample, how do you, 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 you know, you have a problem when the thing blows up, you know, as opposed to when uh, the thing first starts and you can jump on it and diagnose it and find the problem and fix it before it becomes an issue. So that's the, that's why we're bringing this up. It's one thing to buy the LPS and put it on there, but if you're not doing all these other things and taking advantage of the program, you're really not getting your money's worth. You're not getting a big benefit here. You know, again, there's three benefits here. All right. You're going to keep your oil clean all the time. You're going to extend the life of your, of your components because of that. And you're going to save money. So uh, a combination of those three things make this thing such a no-brainer. Um, the last one we've got here to show you is one that we, um, uh, we wanted to show you because we, sh we saw fuel dilution, um, and it was red. Uh, and on this truck, it, this, was, this was a truck that it was the fuel pump. Uh, the Detroit, on the Detroit, the fuel pump is connected to the uh, and driven by the air compressor. And when that seal goes bad on that oil, on that fuel pump, uh, it will um, it will put it'll put the fuel it'll let the fuel get into the oil through the compressor. Um, and we ended up I think we also ended up putting a set of injectors in this truck as well because it it kind of lingered around for a while and then cleared itself up. But again, you know there's there's a lot of times with fuel dilution you'll not notice that your truck is running bad. It, it'll probably, it could be getting good fuel. This was a Volvo. So, I mean, this thing's a fuel mileage machine as long as you drove it right. Uh, ran great, but there was no issue or there was no indication otherwise that we had a fuel dilution problem until we got this oil sample. And that's when we realized, oh my gosh, we got a big problem. We need to fix it. So in this case, we immediately dumped the oil. Then that's where you see it, you know, went from 10 to 3.8. Um, and then it started creeping its way back up, and we're like, okay. Then we tried the fuel pump, and it fixed it. So, uh, you know what? No, I've got this wrong. That first one, that top one, the 4.8, was when we changed the fuel pump, and then it went to 2.7, and then all of a sudden it went to 10. That's when we put a set of injectors in it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, we didn't think – we didn't know what it was. It could have been a cup and injector, but – since it was going to cost the same pretty much to do either one, we just put the injectors in. Yeah. Just so we wouldn't have to tear it down again. So, yeah. On the D Deck 4 Detroit, you have to remove the head to do injector cups. On the D Deck 5s, they can come out from the top. So, it, you know, if, you, if you're going to do cups, you better be damn sure on a D Deck 4 or older uh, that that's the problem because it's a big job. The head's got to come off. On a five, D Deck 5, it's not a big deal. You can just screw them out from the top. So, can you imagine, guys, if you guys bought a truck? And you got 1.8 million miles out of it, okay, number one. Just think about that, okay? Just think about that, all right? And number two, in the, in the course of getting 1.8 million miles, you saved $150,000 in oil that you didn't throw down the drain. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we talk over that like it's not a big deal, like we're going, we're going to whatever is important. Let me just say that again. You know, 1.8 million miles without tearing the engine down, okay, and saving $150,000 that I would have thrown down the drain if I'd done it like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a genius. I listen to other people, but I do listen. 
Yeah. Unlike, unlike some people here that are commenting, I do listen, you know, uh, and I, and I do have the ability to learn and I do have the ability to, to, um, to reason and critical think, um, where, 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 where did I hurt my engine by not changing? Cause that's the thing we get from most people. It's just mm-hmm. like the guys who want to talk about how overinflating the tires is going to be a problem and all the other, all the other myths out there. Oh, if you don't change your oil, you're going to ruin the motor. Well, I got three times out of my motor that most people do out of one, mm-hmm. three times. All right. And in the meantime, I saved my, now I wonder if the people who sold oil or sold oil changes would, 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 um, agree that I got the 1.8 million miles by not using their services. <laughs> I just wonder, I mean, you just right. think about that. Okay. I'm thinking about that train wreck up in Ohio right now. Just, just think about, you know, um, I- anyway, uh, the question you had, Evan was about there. Now Pittsburgh power, Pittsburgh power sells the product. I've already explained to you. I don't think they understand it as well as OPS people did, but they 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 bought it. No, you're if you if you want to learn how to read all samples, you need to contact Polaris and take their. They'll teach you how to read the sample. Yeah, they've um, got all the they've got webinars and videos and information on their website because they're the lab. Pittsburgh Power is just the they're the they're they're the distributor of the product. They, su- they um, supply the product. Okay. Um, but they, I, they, they are certainly in, in my opinion, not an expert on reading, uh, lab reports, you know? Um, I mean, Tom so, Bach, Tom Bach forgot more than most people will ever know about all samples. He's, you know? he's the guy that passed away that we yeah, used to, he was, he was fantastic. <clears throat> um, and, and that's just a, that's just that next level customer service. I mean, Pittsburgh power really is in a position. They have to do that because Tom set that precedent. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but for, for years, I mean, for, I met, uh, first time I met Tom was at the truck show in 2019. And, um, and it was like, yeah, if you have a bad oil sample, you're going to get a phone call and it's going to be Tom, you know, he was the guy. And so now that's, a, that's an expectation, uh, president that he set, um, you know, that, that you've got to give people a phone call, you know, cause I remember listening to Kevin's show back in the day, you know, and he would read oil samples and, um, but there's so much information there in that oil sample that helps you make decisions, not I feel like or I think or somebody told me. It's it's using data and information to make an informed decision instead of just standing back throwing parts at it. Um, but, you know, again, here's all these examples that it, had we not been doing samples, we never would have known that we had these problems and we were able to fix them without catastrophic damage to the engine. Um, you know, that sells it right there. Um, then you have the, the filtration, you have all those other benefits, but the ability to see what's or to, to understand what's happening inside that engine while you're going down the road. And if you're working full time, you're going to pull a sample every nine or 10 weeks. Um, now, did you do you have did you create a slide or anything for the maintenance schedule that we I do use? I do I don't think I shared it though Chris um, can, how can I do that uh, I, I, I can do it I, I can do it I can do it <laughs> Phil says will TA Petro improve under new ownership no 
No, I'm gonna say no. Uh, British Petroleum has not ever shown me anything that leads me to believe in any way, shape, form, or fashion that they're going to do a better job uh, than T.A. Petra did. I find that hilarious. Chris, I pulled this out of Dropbox. I, I one of the trucks, so you probably can do it just as quick as I can. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me. Let me I just me. I pulled it out of O31, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <clears throat> Dropbox and, uh... So we're going to share with you our maintenance interval, okay, um, so that you can kind of see what we do and, and how we do it. Um, Memento por favor. And here we go. Let me zoom that in a little bit. Okay, so here's, well, here's, here's, let's start here. So here's the sequence. We have our, we, we, we came up with it, Larry came up with these letters, A, B, C, and D, right? We're going to do something to the truck every 12,500 miles. So here is, let me get my, Mouse cooperate with me. There it go. There we go. All right. He, this is our A service. All right. Every twelve thousand five hundred miles, we are going to do a chassis lube. We're going to check the gearbox levels. Now at TA and Petro and just about everywhere else, checking the gearboxes is part of their standard service, and it even says it right there when they type in chassis lube. It says right underneath checking gearbox levels is included. Do not let them double charge you uh, because the amoeba running the keyboard doesn't know that that's included. Then we tell the drivers to top off the fluid, check and inflate the tires, um, check oil in the front hubs, drain the air dryer system, and add a gallon of Lucas fuel treatment. So that's our A service. Then uh, another 12,500 miles go by, and we're going to do what's called a B service. That, we're going to do everything that we did in A, but now we're going to change the green OPS filter because we've gone 25,000 miles. We're going to take the oil sample, send it in immediately, check the oil level in the front hubs, check all the tires for unusable wear patterns and drive, uh, drain the air dryer system. Then another 12,500 miles goes by, and we do another A, another chassis loop, another gallon of Lucas. Then... Now we've gone 50,000 miles, and we're going to do a C service. And this is where we're going to change the OEM filter. So on our 14 liters and 12.7 Detroits, we're going to change the factory filters and the OPS, and we're going to take a sample, and we're going to clean our fleet air filter, and we're going to rotate the steer tires if the tread depth difference is over 10% because you're going to eat that right front tire faster than you do the left so well we do because we we align them that way everybody right. might not but yeah. we align our our trucks to run straight so it scrubs the right front tire 10 percent uh now one exception to this oem filter is if you have a davco type filter yeah. you can't necessarily just go fifty thousand miles obviously it tells you when to service that by the level in the glass so that that would be outside of this you, you need to continue to service that davco at whatever level it tells you to, but if it's spin on filters, then they'll, they'll go 50. Now, if you're not getting 50,000 miles of a fuel filter, then you've got issues. You know, you're, you've got problems in, uh, in your fuel, probably, um, algae or asphaltine or some kind of issue. So, <clears throat> so then after the C, 
Then we'll go back and we'll do another A, another 12,500 miles go by. And then we're back to the B and back to the A and back to the C. Then when we get to 100,000 miles, we're going to check. and the, the Now, we run super singles, uh, so we're going to check those and, and X-rotate those if needed. We're going to load test our batteries and clean all the terminals. We're going to service the air dryer. And we're going to replace all six shocks, the cab shocks, and we're going to do an overhead. So this gives us a, an opportunity every 12,500 miles to have the opportunity for a certified mechanic to be under the truck that, you know, could look and tell us if they saw something, but most of them are deaf, dumb, and blind. Um, but every 12,500, we're doing something. Every 25,000, we're doing an oil sample. Every 50,000, we're changing the factory filters. And every 100,000, we're putting on a set of shocks, servicing the air dryer, and doing an overhead. That's our basic A, B, C, D uh, maintenance schedule. <clears throat> now, Evan, I have a question. Would you approve uh, your drivers doing some of these services? Uh, yes and no. If you demonstrate to me that you have the ability to do this, yes, because changing an OPS filter is not rocket science. You know, you need a filter wrench. You need to screw it off, screw it back on. It's really not all that complicated. Um, we're getting to a point where we can't trust that these A-service chassis lubes are getting done. We're paying for them. But there's been too many times that a truck has come in and Carl hasn't seen it for a few months, and he'll be like, well, hey, every, every U-joint on this truck's dry, and every slack adjuster's dry, and every... And I'm like, well, dude, we just had it, we just had it greased. But I'm thinking because it's such a low cost. I mean, hell, we had one done at a, at a Loves the other, or a Speedco the other day. It was like $30. They just don't care. They're, they're not getting enough money, I guess, is their, is their stupid reasoning. But you are going to have to, if you're, I mean, again, our drivers, okay, are participants in a program that's teaching them how to become a successful owner-operator. A successful owner-operator is going to be watching to make sure that the person that they just paid to do something has actually done it. So you're going to have to get your eyes out there and scope around, and when they get done doing a service, you look underneath the truck, and if it's not greased, go back in there and tell them to do it again. Because you cannot blindly trust that they're going to do it. Uh, we've just seen that too many times. Um, uh, what about auto grease system? I've only seen this on one truck, and I don't trust it. Um, well, it, it can't. You can't auto grease U joints. <clears throat> Correct. You cannot auto grease U joints. Um, and I don't think you can auto grease slack adjusters. I don't know. The one the, when we went to Michigan that time and looked at those gliders, they all had that automatic system on them. Mm -hmm. And I said, Carl, what do you think about that? And he just looked at it and laughed. So uh Ronnie, I uh, was asking, you spoke about Carl, how's he doing? Um, he's doing okay. Um, he is gonna have to have a double lung transplant. That's coming at some time soon. And um, so they're trying to prepare for that. He's got some guys working for him. He he really can't he really can't do much. Uh, he can supervise. That's about it, because uh, he's got to have oxygen all the time. But he's he's hanging in there. But uh, he's got a long, long way to go. Um, so, speaking of this, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, Chris, and plug it. 
guys, he's got to go fund me. He's got to come up with 25 grand before they'll even get him considered to do this. Mm-hmm. It was own money. Uh, he's got to go fund me page set up on Facebook. If you guys who have, who know Carl and have used him and you care to help him out, um, you could do so. And I'm sure that it would be appreciated. So let me see if I can find that real quick. If my computer will cooperate with me, <clears throat> keep talking while I look at that. Um, well, um, you know, so, so, I mean, uh, look, and I know we, I know we sell OPS systems, but understand our relationship with, with Pittsburgh power is a, is a result of my being a customer of their, of theirs from, from 2009, you know, um, our, our, uh, relationship is, you know, as we, we talk about them, we, listen, we were talking about them before we got paid to talk about them. Okay. Uh, and probably talked about it more because that was early on. And that's what we were telling people to do is how to do things the way we do. That's part of being a lunatic. Um, so we're not, not, I'm not promoting this to get you to buy it. I'm promoting it to get you to understand that you can, you know, all, it's all about lowering your cost of doing business. And if you can lower your maintenance cost, $150,000 over the life of a truck, um, that's serious money. You know, that, that will replace a truck. And so, and, and, and what do you, what do you, what are you missing by doing this? Uh, you miss throwing oil down the drain. And by the way, you've, you're much more likely to not need an engine because you know what's going on inside of them. So, um, you know, we're not, we're not here trying to peddle, you know, OPS systems. Uh, we, we have them because we firmly believe in them. Every truck that we own has one. Every truck I'll ever own will have one. Um, it's, it's, it's probably the, the single thing that we do that gets the, the, the fastest return on investment because in three oil changes it's paid for, you know, and from that point on, you're saving money and you're saving plenty money from, from here on out. Uh, and all the, and remember it's, it's not just the money. It's the money that you're saving by not having catastrophic breakdowns in the engine because you didn't know that you had an injector streaming, you know, that's the big thing. So, um, so just, just keep that in mind. Okay. So, so here's the, uh, I, I put it in the, I put the link in the, uh, uh, in the comment, but, uh, they've got to have $25,000, um, cash. Um, and I guess it's to cover, you know, travel expenses cause Nicole's going to have to go up there and basically live with him, uh, for two or three months. So I mean, she's not going to be able to work. And so they're going to have to pay for their living expenses and mortgage and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, um, you know, and it's a it's a pretty scary deal, but you know he's Carl. He's tougher than a pine knot, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I was you know I was telling some I shared it on my on my Facebook, and I said, look, occasionally an opportunity comes along um, to to help someone and and possibly save their life. And you know I see these GoFundMe's all the time, but when you've got somebody like Carl that I've literally watched work 24 hours straight, you know, um, and cause he just won't quit. You know, he will not quit until the job is done. And I've never met anybody like him. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> fortunate to call him a friend. Uh, and I, you know, I, we're, we sit around and go, you know, with Carl being compromised, it's like, what are we going to do? You know? Um, so if y'all feel led to do so, go over there and, you know, 25, 50 bucks. I don't know, sending $10,000, whatever, whatever you feel like. So, uh, but y'all go, go help him out. 
we have uh, another, uh, we're starting our second um, masterclass um, next weekend. So we'll be in West Virginia next weekend. We'll be doing this again on Friday night live. Um, but we're, uh, uh, we're starting three new, uh, new folks in the program. Uh, we do have uh, uh, quite a few people who are offering for us to take trucks. Uh, imagine that. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to take them if we, if we think that they're people we want to work with. And so we're, we still have an opportunity uh, here, guys. Um, if you want to look at being in our program and learn how to be a lunatic from the ground up and um, develop the skills and the habits over the time it takes to get to the program, um, go to our uh, website and um, it's uh, lunatic masterclass at blueribbonlogistics.com. All the details are there. The next class we're going to start will be right after the truck show, probably the first or second week in April will be our next class. Uh, by then I'll have a few of these trucks that people are trying to give us. Um, so uh, if you, if you have an interest in learning how to do this and how to, how to go in business and stay in business, um, not make the mistakes that most people do, um, then, um, you know, check us out. Um, you know, I, I got, I got an email this week because, uh, freight waves had sent out this survey owner operator survey. And I thought, well, hell, I'll fill it out. Why not? And it got to a point, uh, it's asking all these questions about, you know, how, how'd you do and what was your numbers and, um, you know, do, do you, what, what do you think about the health of the industry? And, and then it left a space open to comment. And I said, well, as soon as all these idiots bought these $250,000 trucks go out of business, we'll be fine. Uh, that earned me a phone call. So I had a 10 or 15 minute phone call with one of the people at freight waves and it was a fascinating conversation because he dug in you know he went to the website he read through the master class he you know oh you're at least a land star and and he's telling me all this stuff i can tell that he's actually gone to the website and he's like well it's just it's just really strange i've i've never uh, i've never seen anything like this and i said well you know um he's he's like do you do you think it, are you getting more uh, are you getting more responses and i said well i'm gonna be I need to be completely transparent with you. We spent some money for, for TikTok, and it's, you know, the numbers are, have, have gone up crazy, you know. Uh, but at the same time, we are seeing people come in because we have said for a while, we kind of needed the market to crash to prove the model, you know, uh, that that when everybody around us are freaking out, losing their minds, and I'm going home, and I'm going to sell my truck, and I'm not, you know, and we're still here and we're still profitable and we're still making money and we'll still be here as all the dead carcasses are left mm. strewn about from all these carriers, you know, that went out of business and we'll still be here, you know, and that's, and that's why we do this. So if you want to learn, go to the website, blueribbonlogistics.com, click on lunatic masterclass. All the details are there. All your questions should be answered. Uh, and then if you've just, you know, might have been minding your own business this evening and you've stumbled across the blue ribbon podcast. Uh, well go watch a few others because we talk about this stuff a lot. There's lots of different pro uh, products. This is episode 150. So there's plenty of them to keep you busy for a while. Um, I would suggest you go through and just, just start about 49. That's when Larry came in and that was, uh, what August of 19, you know, and just, just, 
you know, you ain't got nothing better to do. You're just driving, <laughs> you know. Uh, they're, they're on YouTube. They're on any podcast platform you want to find. Go listen to the audio. The audio's all there. I'm actually <clears throat> keeping up with them. Um, and and just, just take your time and let it sink in. Uh, because I get a lot of, we get a handful of emails every week and I'm thinking, well, if you'd have just watched three podcasts, that question would have been answered, yeah. but you're being a little bit lazy and you're wanting to skip to the head of the line. <laughs> we'll take your time. There's plenty of content out there. We we've got, we've answered every question five or 10 times. So I promise you, um, you can find what you're looking for. There's one question we didn't answer. Let me find it. Um, it's from Willie Nelson. That one, w Willie Jefferson Ocean. I, I I forgot to grab my blue ribbon or my, my blue ribbon, my blue moon on the way in here. So I may have one when we're done. Um, Actually, this particular Jefferson's Ocean was a Christmas gift from Mister Chris. Yes, it was. Cheers. Uh, voyage number twenty six. Twenty six. No, twenty six. Yeah. <clears throat> I now have. I, I started with voyage twenty four with Jefferson. I now have up to twenty eight. So I've got. Um, well, you know, here here in West Virginia, we have some really, really, really high class um, um, liquor stores. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah uh, you do. So I found that at Walgreens. Thought you were going to say uh, hookers there for a while. But... Well. No, I promise you won't have those. Um, but I, I found that by, I was at Walgreens buying something. I, one of the kids was sick or something. I looked behind the counter. I'm like, oh, Jefferson's. I need one of those. Well, it's funny because they, the guy who manages the hotel that we use, uh, Wyndham, he tries to keep a, a selection of, of top shelf bourbons for me. And he's having trouble getting Blanton's right now. So he goes, you know, I, I, that guy told me he could get me some Jefferson's Ocean. I said, dude, you can get Jefferson's Ocean at Walgreens up here. <laughs> Yeah. Don't don't let him say you that for a big price, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> Go get it. It's like a hundred bucks at Walgreens. Go get it over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're going to like I said, we're gonna be in West Virginia next weekend. Good thing about doing these on Friday night though, it doesn't affect uh this. Uh we'll be there, but um mm -hmm. but it'll 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 still happen same time, same bat time, same bat station, right? So uh, and Steve's crumb. Well, we're, we're going to talk to Steve. We, we got, uh, he's on our list. Yeah. He's on our list. Trying to. Mm -hmm. He, we you. had him lined up at one point in time and something happened and we couldn't do it. And then I ran into him at, uh, BCO days in Indianapolis, uh, back earlier in the, I guess it was fall of last year. And, uh, I talked to him for a long time and he said, yeah, yeah, I'll still do it. You know? So, uh, but Steve's a, He's a unique guy. He, he, he doesn't, he's not a full-time driver anymore for sure. So his time is very valuable. So we've got to make sure at the time we were doing them on Sunday nights at that time. And I don't think that was the best night for him. So mm -hmm. we talked about having to record it and I really would rather him be on live because I knew you guys would have a ton of questions. So now that we moved to Friday night, maybe we can get him, uh, get him going. So, um, we are, uh, you know, uh, against my better judgment, <laughs> here we go uh we are going to have uh the reset your mindset 2023 live event uh i'm going to be talking with the hotel this weekend my guess is it's probably going to be in august is my guess july's out because we run up against uh too many other events uh expedite goes on in july walcott iowa goes on in july and 
So we, and it hurts us when we try to get support from vendors. Uh, June is, is out of the question for, for, for various reasons. And, and April, May are just too quick. So it, it, my guess is going to be August. We'll have a firm announcement coming soon. But um, it uh, looks like we're probably going to have it again in West Virginia, only because I can't beat um, the deal, right. you know. So, um, and uh, we've got people there that just, that just, you know, want us to have it there. So, um, but anyway, we're going to do a little different uh, format this year. We're going to have, speaking of Steve Crone, we're going to have some people do some, um, pre present some things. Um, and and uh, it's not just going to be me for two days, thank God. And uh, so um, it'll be a little different format than in the past, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put the announcement. If you don't know what it is, it's our live event. It's a, it's a, a Saturday and Sunday um, seminar. Uh, where we teach what we do and then also bring in other people that will be uh, of interest for you to, uh, to hear what they do. Best practices kind of thing. Nice networking to deal. Um, we'll put some pictures up from last year's. Uh, we've got a lot of nice images. Uh, I haven't talked to any of the vendors yet, but if you guys are listening, uh, Rocky and those guys, if you guys want to come back and do, you know, last year we had MD alignment there and, and of course, Carl was doing some work last year. We probably won't have him this year, but we've got another shop there that we're going to talk to this weekend about coming. So anyway, we'll announce it, uh, but be, be kind of be looking at your calendar in, in early August as a, as a possible, as a possible date. So it'll all be good. <clears throat> all righty. Well, I think we've covered it all. So, um, you know, go to the website, to the store, <laughs> if you're interested in OPS, um, We've got the starter kits, we've got filters, we've got sample kits, uh, max mileage, um, and uh, so you can get them from us, and we will ship them to you. If you need max mileage, uh, just go on the website and order it, holler at me, and I'll come meet you in Hurricane or whatever. Um, and uh, again, go check out Carl's GoFundMe if you feel led to give a little bit, help him out. But uh, until next Friday night, uh, y'all be good and be safe. We'll see you next time. Have a good week, guys. Be safe.